Yeah, I get recognized here from time to time. It's still something to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I asked for your autograph. You're like, I'm here for your podcast. Like, oh, right. Awesome. It is funny because I actually did get asked for my autograph recently. Nice. Myself and our weekend sports director, Grace, we went to go watch one of the NFL games because she's a Lions fan. We would go watch it at Ray's Wings. Oh, yeah. And one of the employees there, she came over and she's like, can I have your autograph? Wow. And I'm like, okay. No one ever <laughs> asked me before. And I don't really like my signature. Yeah. I have a doctor signature, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I did get it on the release form. So I I did actually ask for your autograph. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed part one and we're back with Taylor Johnson. What's the biggest story you've broke? The biggest story that I've broke, oh gosh, is actually when I first got here. And there was a story about this woman. I believe her name was Carrie Allen. She was missing for a while. And it turned out to be that she was murdered. And so the man accused, he skipped town, left the country. Right. And he was in Belize. Yeah, I was just going to say Belize was popping into my mind. Uh, Yeah. He was in Belize. And this gentleman down in Belize sent me a message. I had just started working here, so I don't even know like why this man picked me. Wow. But he tipped me off that the man was in Belize. Really? Yeah. And I reported it, and then Brian Mastry did his thing, because that's yeah. like his lane. Hard crime. Yeah, and to get a tip like that, Wow. it was pretty It was a pretty hot big. start. Yeah, and I say it like that, as a journalist, yeah. right? But that's not necessarily my style of news. Yeah, I consider myself right. more a community reporter, but sometimes you want to get into the hard yeah. stuff. And it sells. <laughs> yeah, and it was a really big deal. I, for, um, I had forgot your piece of that. That's right. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you get a bunch of flood of things in the wake of that? Like when you break something like that, is it like get the attention of police or law enforcement sources and that type of thing, if you can say? or Not necessarily. Yeah. I will say, though, I like working with our police department here yeah. compared to others because some public information officers are not as right. uh, forthcoming with information. And I would say that the, the PIOs in Kansas City were great as well. And that they actually helped me while I was here because there was an officer in Casey who was killed and he was from here. Right. With yeah. the dog. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was from here and I was able to reach out to them because I had that established relationship right. there to get some information that we needed. And so that's another thing too. The industry is small. Sometimes you might cross connect with people from the past that could help you where you are. Yeah. So yeah. So I definitely enjoy working with OPD when we need to get information from them. I feel like it's never like pulling teeth. That's good. So has there been any businesses that you've met through Mac or anything else like you know? not an endorsement but just Mm -hmm. that you really struck by the owner or the story or like someone here that you think is really doing it right definitely so i just did a small business saturday story with tiara nesbitt and she owns a boutique called i am curvy red and i met her actually through the urban league young professionals her husband was the president he was a past president he's still very heavily involved he has a lot going on he is a awesome person in the community as well and so she and I became friends and so I'd heard about her boutique but I never got a chance to see it and when I did the story I went to her location and it was awesome yeah and she did the whole thing too of 
pitching and you know raising the money for it to expand because it started online and then it went to becoming brick and mortar and you know it's just it's beautiful in there she's a very great salesperson yeah you know as far as just making sure you're comfortable and i think that's what it was all about for her is just making sure that you know her clients feel confident and i just felt like that just really radiated just through my time being at her store so she's one also cherish perkins she was a contestant through pitch black last year and she's a clothing designer she won second place Wow. And she actually made a custom outfit for me. I went to go see Beyonce. <laughs> All right. And so I wanted to wear a outfit that was one of Beyonce's like past looks. That was the theme for my friends. And I showed Cherish the picture and she put it together and made this awesome piece. And just the way she packaged it for me. Wow. It was awesome. And so those two are the, the first that come to mind. But there are so many. Do you get recognized more on that look at a Beyonce show or walking around town being on TV? <laughs> I wonder. That's are, are both just so different. I would say being on TV. So at the concert, my friend, she got recognized more. But the reason why I think is because my outfit was Destiny's Child. Uh, and that's a different kind yeah. of age group because that's right. what I grew up on. And then we <laughs> ran into this guy and he recognized my friend and then we asked him, oh, it was her outfit, and he had no idea. And he was like, yeah, I'm like 20 or something like that, and we're like early 30s. So it's a big like 10-year difference right, there. Yeah. So we saw a little bit of a different Beyonce, I guess, than he knows. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because being on TV, no one's looking at you, right? I'm just reading the prompter. I'm looking at the camera. It's still something getting used to for me being front-facing. Like, when I'm doing events, I still get nervous. Oh, yeah. Um, I grew up with stage fright. Really? And so I remember I emceed an epic day hosted by Epic for Girls, and I had a podium, and I was so glad because my hand is, like, holding onto the podium, and yeah. it's shaking, right. you know? And I think with that... I'm so worried about, am I interesting? Am I boring people? You want, you try to catch the vibe, and it's getting better now that I'm doing it more. Yeah. But it still makes me nervous doing well, that. I'm surprised. I did not, you seem such a natural. I had no inkling of that. <laughs> I did it that. attract you to journalism and that because it was so out of your comfort zone, like earlier, do you think? Like it was scary, but yeah. intriguing and... I always wanted to do it. Yeah. That was a childhood dream. I was first captivated by the weather. Right. Um, you know, the meteorologist. Um, yeah. And we had a video camera. And so uh, my great-grandmother would do the home movies, and I would just jump <laughs> in front of the camera. Um, when I was in middle school, we had a morning announcements thing, and they would broadcast it through the school, and I would do that. So I started working on it early on. I guess some things are still just, like, innate as far as, like, shyness and timidity and so I did some things that took me out of my comfort zone like being in the performing arts I would do like school plays and yeah. then um, I was a cheerleader so we would compete having to be in front of people and I definitely had my moments in those experiences too where I would freak out a little bit because <laughs> yeah. everyone's looking at you but um, then you get in the zone and you forget that everyone is there yeah you know Right. Yeah. The greats don't even think about the camera. It's so natural. They're just let's have, as if they're talking to a person. Yeah. But I've worked with some pretty well-known people, and many of them are actually very reserved behind the scenes, mm -hmm. too. People don't think about that, but... I'm like most of them. They seem to always have one assistant who's crazy who plays like bad cop, and they're actually pretty nice. But yeah. 
you gotta, um, you gotta put on a little bit. Yeah. You definitely do. And it, it cracks me up sometimes because they'll count us down. We're getting ready to go on. The show opens, starts, and I have a straight face. <laughs> and then as soon as they say live at 630, turn a smile on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. But see, I like morning news. I consider myself a morning person. Yep. I feel like I have the personality for it. And I've been told by my colleagues and people who view as well that they like my warmness and that I feel relatable. And I think that morning news really gives me the ability to show that off. But yeah. I do like being on the evening news as well because it shows my versatility. And Brian Mastry and I, we have a lot of fun on Sunday night. Yeah. That's my favorite night right. of the week. But yeah, we really have a good time on the desk. And you just know when to turn it on and when to turn it off, when yeah. it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate. I'm um, glad those Sunday night games are over. I'm sure oh you all are gosh. watching us. Please no overtime. Please no overtime. I'm right? so glad. And, if, and <laughs> I love football. Yeah. But not NFL on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> everything but that late. Sunday night game, I'm but sure. We're back to normal now with that, which yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful for. But yeah, the only bad part about doing the morning show is with our set, we move around a lot. Yeah. There's no chairs. And you see our full body. So I'm in like four inch heels for about two and a half hours. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> so as soon as that hits seven o'clock, we're switching yeah. into those flats. Yes. Right. And how is the new facility over there? It's it, beautiful. Yeah, it seems very nice. I'm in the sets. Great. It's gorgeous. I love the versatility that comes with it. And our folks make sure we use it. Like, yeah use every nook and cranny of this studio i think it looks great and i like too if you ever notice that our background it changes yeah. as the newscast goes on so right. like for our morning show it'll start showing like maybe a view of midtown it's dark and then when we get toward the end you'll notice that it's light outside yeah and i think it's really cool that they do that yeah when they first launched that i was like oh, i wonder if they're gonna have seasonal pictures and they do, yeah, they, do. And they have stuff. snow like, yeah, they right. have Christmas so, lights yeah. I think we had 4th of July like fireworks yeah. they get very creative yeah and yeah I was thinking like that is what's great about journalism is you get in so many doing this too with so many different worlds almost yeah. every day as a little something it's what I'm trying to do with the podcast is give the listener the experience of a day in the life of the people who come on to so uh, yeah just finding what works and what works well in conjunction with the work that I do on a daily basis because it's like you have to make sure it's not like a conflict of interest or it's not yeah. competing with what you're doing. Also trying to get creative in that way as well. Yeah. So with the social scene, it's the same thing with the networking, just slowly but surely just finding events that interest me, yeah. showing up. And then as I got to know people, I would see a familiar face and then maybe they would introduce me to someone and then it turned into more invitations to things or just saying things that I feel like I have interest in, of course, because you, you don't want to go to everything. Right. So you don't yeah. want to spread yourself thin. You could do something here five days a week and probably seven. Mm -hmm. blew my mind as I was doing this and getting this off the ground. Anything with Midlands African Chamber you want to plug or promote here in the short term people should know about or check out? I would say definitely follow Mac on social media, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, a Instagram. A lot of interesting things on there. Yes, they have their roll call events. They have a lot of different sessions that are done virtually as well where they have speakers come on. This summer is a pitch black competition. Then we have the Gratitude Gala later on in the year, which was an awesome event as well. So there's always something going on. And 
they're great networking opportunities. Yeah. You never know who you will meet just across the industries here in Omaha at Max Events. And Taylor Johnson, awesome conversation. Hope you enjoyed that. Check out part one if you didn't see it. Taylor, thanks again so much. Thank you for having me. We'll have to do it again. That's right, we will. Oh,